The Journey Arrihla Assalamu alaikum and once again welcome to our loyal VOC listeners and friends and our special guest today Shamila Safadeen Assalamu alaikum Shamila thank you for joining us again for the second part in our series Wa alaikum salam shukran for having me It's our pleasure Afwan If it would be your first time joining us today to our listeners we are on part 2 of our series Ramadan 1440 journeying towards a mindful heart soul mind and body and in our first part of the series we spoke about various areas of focus related to journeying towards that mindful ramadan this year inshallah specifically our focus was on mindfulness during the upcoming ramadan paying attention spirituality what hinders spirituality and ultimately Allah consciousness a reminder again that Ramadan is that rare opportunity that comes only once a year 29 or 30 days a supreme opportunity for forgiveness and ultimate true success and everlasting bliss in jannah and most importantly the pleasure of our creator that is the ultimate goal in attaining taqwa or as we said in our translation of that verse and i'm going to cover that verse right now a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykumus siyamu kama kutiba alalladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun sadaqallahu alayhi wa'alim And once again I'm going to borrow the translation of this verse from the workbook preparing for Ramadan by Sheikh Riyad Walls and Maulana Mu'adh Ali. The verse is generally translated as Oh those who believe fasting is prescribed or written for you as it was prescribed for those before you that you may attain taqwa. And taqwa is generally translated as Allah consciousness ofia and linguistically means protection and in the custom of sharia to protect oneself from sin shamila moving on to today's program yes we, we focused a little bit on this in the first part of our series self awareness in the context of mindfulness and journeying towards ramadan give us a little bit of information on that please all right so Self-awareness is generally understood to be or to mean really just knowing the self, right? So being aware of yourself and understanding what makes you tick as an individual. Um what are the experiences that are difficult for you? What are the emotions that you experience what are the thoughts you experience on a daily basis? So really just knowing the self and engaging with whatever comes up. for you on a daily basis in the context of mindfulness 
So mindfulness would be, when I think of the two and how they are related to each other, mindfulness would be the tool to attain self-awareness. So what that means is, is that, as we know, mindfulness is about showing up in the moment and being present in the moment with whatever arises in a state of acceptance, which doesn't always look easy, but but we endeavor to, to kind of practice that. So it's showing up in the moment, being present in the moment, and using whatever information comes to mind or to heart as a means to attain self-awareness. So mindfulness is the tool, self-awareness would be the goal or the hoped outcome. I think okay. what's important to mention is that you know, we are constantly on the journey of self-awareness throughout our day and throughout our lives. We are experiencing different things that is creating more and more self-awareness. And so every opportunity is really just an opportunity to be mindful and then an opportunity to know yourself at a deeper level. So if I think about it, if m- mindfulness being the tool yes, and self-awareness being self-aware is the goal, then that tool of being mindful is is practiced with the body. Yes. With all of my senses, yes. um, with my physical body. How does that relate to self-care during or preparing for Ramadan now already and addressing my own personal body as that tool for mindfulness and attaining that goal of self-awareness that's such an interesting question and just as you ask that question my mind goes through to so many different things but I think most importantly is life is often understood in retrospect Mm. right our experience are often understood in retrospect when we look back we can say oh this is how it played out this was my process Mm. and so I think start there, you know, look at what has your experiences physically been in the past Ramadans, right? Were you, I mean, we all feel tired and lethargic. It's kind of just part Mm. of the process. But, you know, what contributed to perhaps a more intense experience of lethargy, you know, and tiredness? Um, What were you engaged in physically, you know? I mean, what comes to mind as a woman is is that, you know, a lot of our time is spent in preparation, physical preparation of food. Um, are we aware of our bodies when we are engaged in that activity? Are we aware of our bodies as we engage in prayer? Are we aware of our bodies just as we generally in, engage in fasting? I think that when we are not engaged in self-care, our body speaks to us. I think our body speaks to us on a daily basis, from moment to moment. Um, it's manifesting whether that is an illness or a sensation or just a feeling that you feel in your heart. It is manifesting something for you. And if you can pay attention to those things, perhaps it'll be easier for you to come up with a plan of self-care. So perhaps what that means is is that um, creating a schedule for yourself where, you know, you will make time for rest. You will make time for spiritual engagement. You will make time for family time. 
and to the best of your ability, you are going to engage in that schedule. Um, but I, I want to also just say, in light of what mindfulness means, that we aren't trying to create perfection, and we're not trying to create an ideal situation where you know we're not going off course. But that mm-hmm. when there is a veering off course, as mindfulness teaches, is just for us to return. Mm. And so the process is really just about, I'm going to find a way to create a, sh- a schedule of self-care for myself. If I go, of course, if I forget, all I'm going to do is focus on returning. And so when you think about mindfulness practice within meditation, we often describe it as the return. So your mind will think about a thought, it'll create a story, and then you'll have to bring your mind back to the present moment. And so do the same with your routine for self-care during Ramadan, um, or for inexperience in Ramadan, really. is If you go, of course, just come back and start again. Mm. You know, absolutely nothing wrong with that. The topic of addressing my own personal needs mm. for this Ramadan 1440, I mean, if I'm in the heat of Ramadan, if I'm there a week before the time, that might not be possible. Mm-hmm. It's it's usually, I know with women, we usually put our own personal needs last. Yeah. Um, that also comes with lack of planning. But we have that opportunity now, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. We are a couple of months before. How do I go about addressing my own personal needs now already in preparation for Ramadan? And again, this is a conscious mm. preparation. Mm. It's not a thick or yes. a thick preparation for Ramadan. Yes. If you've been listening to the other parts in the series, you you would have heard us mention that perhaps an, a personal inventory needs to happen. You know, where you are listing uh, all of the things that you engage with that you find difficulty with, or what are the difficult emotions that you experience, or kind of like what are the the thought patterns that you experience. So I would begin there again and really just in an observant way, not in a self-analytical manner. You know, it's not about badgering yourself and being Mm. unkind and saying, you know, well, these are the things you're not doing well and therefore I'm going to list it. So it's, it's not, it's not, doesn't come from a harsh Mm. um, energy really the energy you want to create around it is that there's an observance of something that's happening with you um, and there's a move towards a goal of attaining a deeper sense of spirituality and that that's done with kindness and so even if you have to you know sit down with your list and say I want to listen to myself you know I want to sit in silence and for this moment I intend to list kindly all of the things that I want to work on for myself. You know, I think that that's a, a really great practice. Mm. You know, the message that that sends to your body, you know, to your heart, mm. to your soul, really, mm. when you begin a practice from that space and from that intention is to create a space of kindness. And then you sit down, you make the list. And then from that list, you know, think about what is my intention here, right? How do I want to more deeply connect? I remember a while ago, I wanted to engage with silence Mm -hmm. (laughs) during Ramadan. 
And the way that that played out, interestingly enough, was that I wasn't silent. Because <laughs> um, I thought, you know, one would think that if you've been doing this for a long time, that um, you kind of get it doesn't go according to plan. But I, of course, thought that me- that meant I was going to be physically silent. Okay. But there was a an observant silence. There was a silence beneath my physical silence that was happening. And okay. it was really about the process that was happening, connected to my intention. Because I would often just come back to, okay, what was my intention again? It was silence. And then I say to myself, well, well, you're not really being silent. So, like, you know, how are you actually achieving this? Mm. But it was the process of engaging and understanding what do I talk about? Do I say things unnecessarily? Did I need to say that? You know, what does silence actually mean to me? So personalizing it. Well, that's, yeah, that's just an example. And again, to just bring it back to, we often have a picture in our minds about how something's going to go. And for the most part, we think it's going to go well because we're so clear on our intention. Um, And well, I mean by... It, there's going to be a lot of calm around it. Yeah, smooth, <laughs> smooth sailing. <laughs> yes, um, and it often doesn't go that way. Sometimes it's it's quite chaotic, but in many ways you're still achieving that intention as long mm. as you're returning. Just like in the yeah. mindful practice, you return to that intention all the time. Yeah, you had an original personalized intention, and yes. you wrote it down. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You mentioned setting spiritual goals. What would a goal be like? Uh, realistic goals. Um, Islamically prescribed goals and Ramadan prescribed goals. Can you give us some idea how to go about doing that? Right. I, I think there was the first part of our series you mentioned our need to focus on quantity as opposed to quality, right? And I feel like that is the most important aspect of a spiritual goal is to look at kind of what is the quality of my engagement mm. with this goal? You know, what is the quality of my engagement with the Almighty? What is the quality of the engagement with myself? When I think about quantity, it's very much associated with ego. We want to satisfy a part of ourselves and be able to say, like, look, I ticked all the boxes. Mm. Look how much I was able to accomplish. But we know that quantity doesn't necessarily give us a deeper connection. Mm. Right, and that often when we simplify something and and we um, lessen the load, we're able to really focus on the goal or focus on the task at hand because we're giving all of our attention to it. Mm. Right, again, coming back to the practice of mindfulness, bringing your attention to the task at hand with purpose. You know, I really want to connect, so I would say that would be the most important aspect of setting a spiritual goal. I mean, the spiritual goals could be anything for anybody. You know, it could be about spending more time in silence and solitude, spending time with Quran, doing more dhikr, perhaps listening to lectures that are more spiritually uplifting. Um, There's an array of things we can do. Um, And so I wouldn't really want to focus on that too much because I think that that's, again, it's a personal thing, Mm. right? And we want to create a personalized journey during Ramadan. I would really just go, how can I create quality connection, of course, with the Almighty Mm. and with Quran and with the self? Because when you're connecting to yourself, in many ways you are connecting to God. 
you know. And often we find ourselves connecting with others' needs and not our own. And you mentioned earlier on about being lethargic. Yes. And that feeling making us not able to connect. Mm. Um, If we were to look at goals, what are some of the physical goals we could work on now, Didi, to preclude us from Mm. not becoming so tired, you know, in terms of boundaries? Mm. I know some people have said uh, over the past couple of years, the rationale or the logic has been, I'm going to stock up my freezer now already so that I don't focus on that during Ramadan. And maybe it works, especially maybe for large families. You still have to bake all of these things. You still need to fry mm. all of these things. Mm. You still need to prepare. You still mm. need to wash the plate. You, do you have some idea? Okay. What I want to say, what comes to mind really, as you were saying that, is that I know we have a culture around how Ramadan mm. occurs, um, and maybe more specific to Cape Town as well. Are those things necessary for you? It's a self-awareness question, I think. I would mm. challenge someone to ask themselves. Mm. Or are you doing that because that's culture Mm. and that's how it's always been done and it's tradition and I have nothing against it. I love it. Mm. I love having get-togethers in Ramadan and, you know, there's a sense of beauty and being able to break fast together, Mm. right, with family or with friends. Mm. And I find it an amazing experience. But again, this is about personalizing the journey for Mm. yourself and the experience. So are those things necessary? If they are necessary for yourself, Exactly as you were saying, you know, can I prepare for those things ahead of time so that I'm not engaged in, you know, having to stock up the freezer and cooking all the time. Mm. But I also think, how can I minimize the stress for myself is a really important question Mm. in terms of the cooking aspect. You know, maybe there's a conversation you need to have with your family around, these are my goals for Mm. Ramadan. You know, there's nothing wrong, I think, with expressing this to your family and communicating Mm. it to them and saying, you know, Ramadan means something to me as well. And Mm. of course, I'm speaking from the perspective of the woman who's really busy and who, you know, Mm. has to engage in the cooking. These are my goals I'd really like to attain. Here's my plan. These are the things, you know, we will have available to us in terms of being able to break fast. And these are the things we'll have to forego. Right. Mm. So I think those things are important, maybe communicating more openly. And that in, in itself is also setting a boundary in terms of what you were you were describing earlier, mm. because now people are aware of the rules of engagement, maybe, mm. if so to say, and to say, like, OK, these are the expectations we have. We're all on board with it, you know, and and there's just a general awareness within mm. the home and the household around kind of what are the expectations and how you are wanting to connect with yourself, with the Creator, and maybe even with your family members within Ramadan. Mm. You were speaking about having conversations with family members, and but you know, if I may generalize, I think often <laughs> those conversations are conversations we need to have with ourselves. Yes. And I'm thinking of the verse itself going again to the English translation about attaining taqwa or Allah consciousness and fasting has been prescribed for you so that you may attain taqwa. Yes. It doesn't specifically say fasting in Ramadan. Mm. It's fasting. Mm. So fasting on a Monday or Thursday, mm. fasting for uh, Shawwal, fasting mm. for the Hijjah. And on this goal, 
And that conversation, I was fasting, I don't know if it was a Monday or a Thursday one day, and I was cooking, and the alarm had gone off, and I was like, oh, my husband's coming home, I need to cook, cook, cook. And um, he walked in, and he walked in with some beautiful nectarines and with some sushi. Mm, wonderful. And I must say, it was one of the best breaking of my fast moments. Mm. So sometimes we also need to challenge ourselves. Absolutely. Sometimes we need to see that there are other options available for us. Think out of the box. Mm. Try and do things differently. Have different conversations. Mm. And you were speaking earlier on also about writing down and journaling. Mm. Recently, I had the opportunity to be in the forest mm. and I had the most amazing day. And perhaps we also need to take ourselves out mm. of our normal spaces, you know, spaces that are not necessarily spaces for creativity yes. and thinking different and for connection. Yes. Because we need to make that connection now already Absolutely. if we want to make that ultimate connection right. in, in Ramadan. I think in addition to preparing for the physical aspect of Ramadan, it's really just now sort of becoming aware of your diet and you know what it is that you fuel your body with that has an impact on how tired we feel i mean the again the the lethargic nature of ramadan is not something that we can avoid however we can start to become aware of our diet and start implementing changes now and then most importantly you know at some point as we know, at, at sunset, it, there's a lot of eating involved. I mean, at sunrise as well. But there seems to be more of a focus on the breaking of the fast than mm. anything else. And maybe maybe that is also something that needs to shift, you know, um, if, if you so will. And if, if that's something that you, you want to engage in is maybe looking at how do I prepare my body for what's ahead. And mm. maybe making the focus on, you know, your breakfast. Mm. You know, what am I putting in? in preparation for this day ahead, mm. this mini journey in this, you know, in this bigger journey. And then practicing mindful eating, really just focusing on your meal, sitting down, having no distractions, um, focusing on, you know, the intake of all of the nutrients that is available to you in your food and how that is going to... Um, Prepare your body, prepare you for the day, and fuel, fuel you, you mm. know. Mind, body, soul can't be disconnected. Mm. So there's a spiritual aspect to eating as well, as we all know. Mm. Definitely, yes. I'm thinking um, we had a guest in studio a couple of weeks ago to speak to us about uh, Tai Chi, and I attended this Tai Chi session okay. and the facilitator, Auntie Zenobia, was saying to us that they continue with Ramadan. Many, many sports people or people who jog, people who go to gym, stop during the month of Ramadan, but they go on because mm. they find that that's what gives their body the energy, energy. Wow. that it needs. So maybe this is something we also need to look at, something that we could engage in now already physically mm -hmm. to give us that energy to attain our spiritual goals. And this mm. is a big challenge for me, definitely, mm -hmm. and especially the challenge with eating as well. We have focused in this program on mindful eating as well. Um, as I mentioned in the first program, we are so 
focused on our salah, our zakah, our fasting, on our Qur'an as we should be during this month. But there are also other things we may be a bit unmindful of and I speak of and to myself first. And that is the risk that Allah grants us. Mm. Um, our monies, how we spend that monies, what we put into our mouths, what we put into our minds, um, what we put into our fridges in mm. order for us to carry out those ibadah, the body is the vessel that needs to worship Allah. Mm. And at the end of the day, there's absolutely no disconnect between the heart, the soul, the mind and the body, mm-hmm. which is the title of our series, Ramadan 1440, Journeying Towards a Mindful Heart, Mind, Soul and Body. And moving on to the last section of today's program, which is present moment awareness related to Ramadan, Shamila. I think because of the nature of Ramadan, and I'm thinking about the one big influence that is not around during Ramadan, you know, who's locked up. So we face very much with ourselves, you know, um, and it can be really challenging even just to have that thought that a lot of this is surfacing from myself. I would say as much as it can be a difficult experience, whatever arises in the moment and in the present moment is really a gift for you. You can begin to work with, with that you can begin to ask the questions of self-awareness and really engage with yourself on a deeper level without distractions. So again, to just reiterate, show up for the moment. You know, it's a step-by-step process, a moment-by-moment process, an hour-by-hour process, if you will, that really brings that quality we were discussing earlier on in terms of your connection to yourself and to the Almighty is showing up for that moment maybe all you needed for that day you know or all you needed to really align with your intention that you had made at the beginning of Ramadan it doesn't mean that you have to have you know five six different experiences for something Mm -hmm. to actually filter and for to settle in and for you to have a reflective moment so showing up for those moments and really just choosing it you know whether that be difficult and if you have to talk yourself through it, I'm going to choose to look at what has just landed on my lap. I'm going to engage with this and see how that works for you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I'm very glad that this has landed on our lap. I am too. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. um, It feels very divine. It really does. It It really makes me yearn for Ramadan. Yes. Uh, I make to add that Allah grants that for all of us, for all of our listeners, Amin, and grants us the journey towards a mindful heart, soul, mind and body this Ramadan. Amen. Shukran so much for the knowledge and the wisdom Allah has shared with you. Alhamdulillah. Allah accepts. Amen. 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 Until our next part in our series, Ramadan 1440, journeying towards a mindful heart, soul, mind and body, inshallah. Ramadan the Ramadan the